0: Now back to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy
1: Q. And here we are kicking off hour number three of the show. on Raider Nation Radio 920, DeMond Cotton. He's behind the wheels of steel. I'm your boy Q. And joining us now on the phone lines is our good friend Lincoln Kennedy, former Raider offensive lineman, part part of the Raiders broadcast. And uh, we were blessed today. We had Jason Horowitz on in the 3 o'clock hour. Now we have Lincoln kicking off the 4 o'clock hour. And Lincoln, we appreciate your time for the team going into this game on Sunday versus Denver What's so,
2: the Q was it was it you or the freaky deaky uh DeMont Cotton that took up the, the four o'clock hour? I was trying to get some reservations in. <laughs> With, with with your affiliate and and I I just couldn't everything was taken up. Was it was it you or or, or Demon?
1: Uh, I, I'm gonna blame everything on Demont Okay, all right. All right. All
2: right. <laughs> just want to make sure. Want to make sure.
1: Even if it was me, I'm still trying to uh, blame Demon. I mean, I don't I'm know. Trying,
2: I'm, I'm sitting on hold right now on the other line. I'm just trying to figure out I, when I can get in. Anyways, that is good.
1: funny. I love it. I love it. Well, I gotta ask you. What do you think the mindset of the players should be going into this game on Sunday?
2: You know what, with such high expectations as you walk into the season that you think that after week three, where are you at, supposed to be at? It's trying to figure out that first win. I I, I don't, I can't necessarily explain that over the radio airs, but it's just one of those things where you want to have a relief. You have the competency, you have the ability, you have the wherewithal to get that first win, but you've got to go out and do it if that makes sense.
1: No, it does. It really does. And, you know, the Raiders, the players had a, a, a team-only or player-only meeting uh, right after the Titans' loss. So how do you think they come out of that meeting and approach this game?
2: <laughs> well, the better – the the, <laughs> the thing is, when and I jest because it, it's funny because when you have a players-only meeting, you only know what the player is supposed to talk about. It's one of those things where you come out and you better be – Damn bad, damn good at what you do, or what you're supposed to do. When you talk about a player's only meaning, because that's what it, it comes, it summarizes to. Um, the thing is, is that uh, Q. When you, uh, how do I summarize this? Uh, the thing is, is that every individual has to do his job that much higher. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah. No, it does. It does, and I feel like that—that's what they're doing. They're challenging each other in the locker room. But I pointed this out earlier this week, Lincoln. You can't go back to that well too many times. Right. You know what right. I mean? Like that's yeah. one and done. If if not, if you do it twice, that's probably pushing it. That's what's
2: not a ha ha moment, but that's what's funny about this moment when you let it out, because most of the time teams don't want to let out a players only meeting because the players are held responsible. If they don't show up and they don't get it done, then the players are responsible, so th- that's the thing about it and that and that's why I kind of jest when I was like, huh, when you say you have a player's only meeting, where are you well that's the thing is you, you players better stand up, and if you players don't stand up, who are you going hold accountable?
1: right, exactly again, we're talking with Lincoln Kennedy here on Radio Nation Radio nine twenty, and let say Roughness demond has got one for you.
2: Yeah,
3: Lincoln, back in your day, if you guys were to have a players-only meeting, what would you be like in the said players-only meeting? Because obviously you're having this meeting because the team isn't doing too well. Could you put us in the locker room? Me and Q, we're in the locker room with you. What are you saying to us in this players-only meeting?
2: All right, you mofo. If You're going to run third down and one, fourth down and one, you better get the fourth down and one. You better get the third down and one. Uh, uh, if, you better, if, if you're going to get that third down and goal, that fourth down and goal, you better get it. You know where are you? Where are you when you have those type of circumstances that happen during a football game?
1: There you go. You got it, DeMond? All right. <laughs> now, you, know, you better pick it up.
2: That's right. Pick it up. because don't, don't, don't come to me and sit there and summarize it. Oh, well, we need to do this. this, and, this and we come in the fourth and one and you don't get it done. What the, 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 that, that just failed. Mm-hmm. So you better, you better turn it on. You better show up. You better do what, whatever you need to do because that's what we're, we're focusing on right now.
1: Talking again with Lincoln Kennedy here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Unnecessary roughness. The Broncos, they come into this game. Their defense is solid, especially on first down. How do you think the Raiders' offense should attack this defense?
2: (sighs) That's a good question. Um, My thinking is this is continuation of drives, if that makes sense. Um, Because, you know, you're going to have a defense that's pretty solid from, you know, what, uh, one through three, it's whether or not you can continue drives. You keep first styles going. You keep the pressure going. When you get in third or fourth and short, you keep that drive. That's what's going to be the thing that stands out to me with the versus Broncos defense.
1: You know, you mentioned Week One against the Chargers and Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa. That you know to try to slow down that pass rush. You know, run the ball, run the ball, run the ball a little bit more. Is that a recipe that you think that they could use this week going up against Gregory and Chubb?
2: Well, in the, the, there's a recipe that I, I, I don't know if it's worked yet because I haven't seen a continuous motion from this defense. I mean, this offense. Mm-hmm. I should say there's um, there, there's get the first down. I don't care if you have to do it by run or pass. Just continue the drives.
1: Talking right now with Lincoln Kennedy. How about this matchup, uh, Devontae Adams and Pat Sertan? How do you see that shaking out? <laughs>
2: good one that's a good one whether or not you know um, I, I'm hoping that Derek Carr doesn't try to force the ball to his would-be receivers the fact is the Broncos are going to take the things away that the that the Raiders are trying to do or want to do well and I'm, I'm hoping that Derek Carr will go through his progressions and throw it to the open receiver
3: all right Lincoln Russell Wilson he hasn't been looking like an all-pro in his time in Denver I know it's only been three games but when you look at this matchup on paper and the Broncos offense, how well do you think the Raiders are going to be able to stop them?
2: That's a good question. We're three games into it, the Raiders have a guy to win. I'm hoping they can stop him completely. Does it make sense?
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean that's 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 the I guess that's the million dollar answer, is that, Absolutely. Yeah, Stop him completely. I mean he's only
2: thrown two touchdowns
3: on the yeah. entire season, so he hasn't like what they win that last game, eleven to
2: ten. I'm, I'm hoping I'm hoping the Raiders defense can stop him completely. However, the, the Broncos' defense has been pretty good against third down. I mean, I'm sure, mm-hmm. you know, Q has talked about this statistically, what they've done so far in three games. I'm hoping the record, the Raiders' offense can overcome that.
1: Yeah, no, they're, they're going to have to have everybody step up. Who knows if Hunter is going to play just because he's dealing with the concussion. But Darren Waller, I mean, I feel like that yeah. this is a game, yeah. if, if Sertan and, and Devontae Adams are linked up, maybe this is a game that Waller could really break out.
2: I'm hoping so. I mean, we have yet to see it, but there have been three teams so far that have taken those two receivers out of the game plan. We know what we had in you know beginning with the Chargers, but con- consistently there's been an in it, there's been an inefficiency to be able to get those two you know get the ball to those two receivers.
1: No, there has there has been, and so I guess they're still trying to figure it out. You know, yeah. it always goes back to preseason where you said that you know we'd like to see some guys, but right. even that, I mean, I, I don't even know if they'd still be on the on the same page yet. It just seems like they're they're just off a little bit. But uh, Lincoln, as we wrap this up, man, what what will be the biggest key to this game for you? What are you looking for the most? from the silver and black this week
2: consistency in um, drives for the offense and turnovers for t- I and mean, then necessary turnovers consistency and getting turn and uh, touchdowns you got to get sixes yeah let's, let's face it this offense has the apparent efficiency when you look at the paper for them to score touchdowns they haven't done that that's what needs to happen for this team to take its next level, if that makes sense.
1: It does. Our guy Fabian hits us up all the time and says, no more minus four, no more minus four. Too many, too many field goals, not enough yeah. touchdowns. So I don't give
2: a damn who you have in special teams. I need sevens. I don't need threes.
1: Right, exactly right. Well, Lincoln, we appreciate you, my man. Do what you do. We'll see you on Sunday, and and, and we'll make sure DeMond doesn't bother you too much.
2: It's all good. <laughs> that's all right. I can put Devon, DeMond in the corner as long as he scores touchdowns. That's all that matters.
1: <laughs> there you go. He's To the corner, he goes, Thank you, Lincoln. To <laughs> the corner. I'll talk to you later, guys. All you right, welcome. brother. All right. There he goes. Lincoln Kennedy right there from the Raiders radio network. Uh, he's in the booth with uh, Jason Horowitz, and uh, we'll definitely run into him in uh, in, the, in the press box on Sunday. 4.10 is the time. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. We have Trayvon Merrick. We have uh, also Andre James. All, both locker room sounds. Vinny Bonsignor has sent that over, and then we have Vinny coming up himself at 4.30. So we'll get the text in. We'll get the locker room sound. We'll do it all here on Raider Nation Radio 920.
3: You're listening to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q on Raider Nation Radio.
1: Coming up at 4:30, Vinny Bossignor, morning tailgate, Raider Nation Radio 9:20. Also, the RJ Las Vegas Review Journal. He'll join us at 4:30. Talk about the mood of the team, the players. He was in the locker room. Talk to Darren Waller. Talk to Trayvon Merrick. Talk to Andre James. We'll hear from Merrick and James before the game or before the uh, the show gets wrapped up. Just had a, a spirited conversation with Lincoln Kennedy. From the Raiders radio broadcast, he'll be on the call on Sunday with Jason Horwitz in the booth. Been asking the question about the Raiders' identity and what should it be in your mind. Rob in Oakland hit us up on the Ash text line at 69187, keyword RNR. I want the offense's identity to be precision and power. Right now, I think the passing game is just a few clicks off, and the offensive line and tight ends are weak at the point of attack. If they get more precise and block better, they should be able to light up the scoreboard. Again, that's Rob in Oakland. Got a text from... Uh, Raider J from Sacramento, he said, Q, when cats are around, he's looking like Will Smith from Hitch when he got the allergic reaction. Yep, that's facts, big facts. Can't stand, cannot stand cats at all. It's just, they're just a unnecessary evil. Uh, also, got a, a tweet. Shane hit us up and said, Q, wait a minute. Did I hear right that your turtle ran away from home? How in the hell does that even happen? And Shane, yes. Yes, you heard correctly. Thanks for bringing up old stuff. Thanks for uh, making me go relive this. I'll tell the story quickly. I was in Texas, of course. I had my turtle that I raised since he was a a little, little dude. That's why we call him Lil Homie. He was actually pretty big. Had him for a few years. Pretty proud. Always took care of him. Made sure every week I cleaned out his tank and, you know, gave him some fresh water and took him out back on the grass. And, you know, it's not like here where we have uh, AstroTurf. We actually had real grass, so he got to roam around a little bit and feel comfortable, and he always would walk and go underneath the barbecue pit that we had out back. And that would be his like his safe spot. So, okay, cool. So on this day, this kind of warm, not summer, but you know, warm day, warmer afternoon, I'm cleaning out his tank as I always did, looking really good, have it scrubbed and everything. And man, he had like Disneyland in his tank, right? I mean he had a he had a bridge, he had a, a filter, um, you know, he I put goldfish in there so he can eat them. I mean, I I hooked him up, right? I mean, he was in Disneyland. like It was was a playground for Lil Homie. And I'm cleaning this thing really good, just like I always do Saturday morning. I just got my hair cut and everything. Boom. Feeling good about myself. He's walking around the backyard just in a slow, tight turtle way. You know, just chill. He goes over to the grill. I see him walking underneath the grill. I'm like, all right, cool. Lil Homie's underneath the grill. I take the tank inside real quick. Tell the wife, hey, can you fill up the, the tank with water? Yeah, I got you. No problem. So I'm sitting on the back porch. I'm talking to little homie. I am. I'm, I'm, I'm like I'm giving him some words of knowledge. You know how you tell your kids. You have to tell them stories. So as they grow, they know that my dad said that to me. So I'm telling little homie about, you know, just life. I'm giving him some life lessons. Finally, the wife comes back and says, all right, um, the water's filling the tank. I said, all right, cool. Let me go get little homie real quick. And so I reached underneath the grill. And of course, I didn't see him right away. Or I didn't feel him. So I was like, oh, okay. He went a little farther under. So I moved the grill. And when I moved the grill, he was gone. There was no little homie underneath the grill. I'm looking in the grass. He didn't like burrow no hole in the grass. I mean, nothing. Nothing. He's like gone. I'm looking in the rocks next to him. He didn't burrow no hole in the rocks. I'm looking over the fence on the other side to the neighbor's house. He's not running around there. I'm out front. I'm going to the, the front of the house into the street. He's not there. My na- my neighbor Stevie was a good dude. He he saw me. He was driving his car and he was like, "Q, what are you doing?" I was like, "I'm looking for a Little Homie." And he knows Little Homie's a turtle because I had talked about him on the radio all the time because that was my that was my ace boom coon. Like I love Little Homie more than I love the kids, right? I mean, because Little Homie he was obedient for the most part, right? He did what he was supposed to do. He didn't he? Didn't talk back. So so he's looking for Little Homie. I'm looking for. Little, we're going door to door. Hey, uh, if you see my my turtle, he's about this big. (laughs) And so I'm trying to describe this turtle to everyone, and and he's gone. So little homie ran away. And I guess he decided that, and you know how kids do. Kids leave home because they think they know better. They're going to have a better life somewhere else. They have more, no rules. They can do whatever they want to do. And then all of a sudden they call you and it's like, Dad, can I come home? Right? I'm sure little homie's right now looking for me because he doesn't know that I moved. He doesn't know that I moved from Texas to Vegas. So little homie could be here living his best life. He could be on the strip. He could be chilling with other little homies. Instead, he's probably in Texas. I don't know. Got probably 12 kids, and they probably, I don't know. They ain't got no, no money. They ain't got no crib. He's probably staying in the creek. Right, who knows? He ain't living his best life like he would be right now. All because he didn't want to listen. So I don't know what happened to little homie, but he ran away. So there's there. I feel like he's Shawshank Redemption me, though. I really do. Like I feel like he was like digging a hole for years. And then the minute I turn my back, it's like, okay, got him, right? Because that's how they escaped in Shawshank Redemption, right? They were digging the hole, digging the hole, digging the hole, and they had a little poster in front of it. And then finally, when they turned their head, they're like, oh, we're out. Well, maybe this is the part in, like,
3: the little homie story where we get his side of the story. It wasn't as – it was not the paradise that you make it
1: out to be. It definitely was the paradise. Not to little homie. Ooh. How was it And that's not? when little homie had to get away. <laughs> and where's he at now? He's probably someone's turtle soup at this point. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, like, little homie had it so good. Just saying. Kids don't ever want to listen to their parents until it's too late, until they all of a sudden want to call, like, Bella, like our oldest daughter, right? She couldn't wait to get out of the house. Gotta go, gotta go, gotta go. You guys have too many rules. You guys this and that. You guys actually take care of me. You guys do this, that, and the other. Then all of a sudden she called us, like, what, a year and a half later? Can I come home. Now she's got a baby. It's like, oh, uh, well, not really. <laughs> right? I mean, you can come home for a couple of days, but you got to roll out after that. You you know, you, you left solo and you're trying to come back with company. We're good, man. We're good. You got to kick rocks. Kids always think they know better. Always think they know better. Let's talk to Derek Carr's hair. <laughs> He's up next. What's up, DC? Hey, how's it
0: going, guys?
1: Well, now that I live relive my painful story of Lil Homie, I'm yeah. okay. <laughs>
0: You know, I would say he ought to spread his wings and grow, but I, I guess he ought to trot off. I don't know. I don't, know what <laughs> I don't like either. An eagle did. Maybe an eagle got him. I don't know. Oh. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, hey, um, just uh, wanted to answer the identity question. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think I think long term, the identity they got uh, being a passing offense and all that primarily is, is the way to go, and I think they're going to start clicking. But um, specifically on these next two games, they really got to pound the rock. Uh, and I've been saying that, like, on uh, Twitter. I'm like, you got to give Josh Jacobs 20-plus touches, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the Close as they got was 19 uh, in the Cardinal game. And since then, I think he's had 10 and 13 touches. That just isn't enough. But for the next two games, especially with uh, the defense banged up right now, you got to run. You got to just commit to the run. I'd love to see a package where... You've got the two tight ends in. Uh, Even stand up uh, Waller on the outside, uh, like a receiver, basically. Uh, Just go, you've got to shorten this game up. uh, Because, one, your defense is hurting on this one, and you're going to play Mahomes. And just, you know, just eat that clock up. So, I don't know. I guess that's my initial take. Just uh, just really commit to the run and get after it. I think long-term... Funny feeling that they're going to click in this game. I don't know why, but I just got the feeling they're going to start clicking it, and uh, I think they're going to have a really good outing and get their first W. And I kind of don't think it's going to be close, to be honest. With you. Nice. Uh, nothing, nothing outside of that. I got, you know, I'm on I'm top of Derek head but I got no insight. Uh, I will say that he cut us, and uh, I got to say that, you know, ever <laughs> since he cut us, he didn't have the best start So hopefully, he's not cutting anymore. Just let it grow.
1: There, there you go. Hey, great call, my man. I appreciate you. Yeah, he's on Twitter at Derek Carr's hair. That's hilarious. I think that's funny. But maybe, maybe the uh, DC's hair was like, uh, who is that cat? Samson? Was it Samson that had the hair? No clue. Nah, the dude in the Bible that cut his hair. You know, remember uh, Homegirl cut his hair and it was his his Achilles heel. Damn, I, I really sound bad that I don't remember his name. I think it was Samson. I'm gonna stay out of this. one. Oh man, how do you not know? And your dad a preacher? N- what? No. Not at all. What about your mom? Not at all. Okay, well, I'm wrong. It wasn't Samson? Are you sure? I think it was. I really should know this. All right, let's go out to Passionate Raider. Let's see what he's uh, talking about. What's on your mind, brother? Hey, what's happening,
4: Q, man? You you lost me with the turtle, man. I was was ready to drop fire, and I was like, oh, the turtle. Oh, little homie. Oh, it's all good, Q. I'm sitting here right now getting prepped for this weekend's last tournament of the year. Listening to you guys, man, bringing some heat today, man. It's been a great show. With Jason Harlem and that man, and a couple weeks ago, he had a tweet out about the touchdown, the 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 thing he should say like the TDL mm-hmm. LB. I wasn't a fan of it. I said I just tweeted and say just say touchdown Raiders. First touchdown, that's what he said. Nice. That was pretty cool, and it sounded right too. It just touched touchdown Raiders. Put his little spin on it at the end. It, it was great. But man, listening to him talk, man, and and listening to Lincoln talk, man, I really hope Raider Nation realizes, man, that. That the man the the right now it's it's not all pieces and cream man and you know it, the, there's a lot going on inside them four walls right now man and and this is a do or die game at home for Derek Carr man he if he cannot come out this week and manage this game with art with and then you read the injury report that was another kick in the stomach like oh my god so it, 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 it's looking a little rough right now this weekend Q so. With the defense a little banged up, Derek is going to have to keep time of possession and keep moving them sticks mm-hmm. at home and using the crowd. It, 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 that's, just the, that's the only way this is going to happen, Q. So it, he, this is it. Limelight, the spotlight is on him. He's going to have to run this offense. He's going to have to uh, – the troops, man, we got to go, man. There, there's no time for nothing no more, man. It's already, that's already – that's 0-4 if this Sunday doesn't happen. At home. God, let's not please lose at home to the donkeys, man.
1: We can't. I agree. Hey, good stuff, my man. Good stuff. I agree. I agree. This game, they've got to get a dub. And I know we said that last week, and it's easy to say that every week. But, man, I'm telling you, the more weeks that go by, especially with the division not as good as we all thought it was going to be, everything is right there in front of them. I mean, it really is. Hell, KC might lose again this week. I mean, but nothing that matters around them. It doesn't matter how banged up the Chargers are, how bad they are, how bad Denver is. It doesn't matter about any of that if the Raiders can't find a way to win, win games because they could be in everything that they want to be in. But if they're not winning games, none of that matters. So uh, they've got to really find a way to get it done starting on Sunday. Grumpy ass Mexican hit us up on the Twitter and said, uh, yo, that little homie story has me laughing while trying to order food. People looking at me funny. 12 kids inside of the creek. Hey man, that's just the case. That's just what it is. Oh, uh, Brian hit me up and said, "Yes, it's Samson and Delilah." Thank you, thank you. I knew, I knew what I was talking about. Demond, you were out of there, man. You're in trouble. You are in trouble. Dog. I wasn't
3: saying you were wrong. I'm you just didn't say, not, you didn't
1: have my back, though. You left me hanging on the island. By, you made me. You made me doubt myself. You're the one that's coming up with the story, though. It's the real story. It's
3: in the Bible. You should know. That's putting a lot. That's putting too much faith in me.
1: Yeah, obviously. Yes. <laughs> Silver and Black Panther said, yes, it's Samson, Q. Lil Al Davis said, Q, you're right about Samson. Preach, brother Q. Samson confessed that he would lose his strength if my head were shaved. Judges 16, 15 through 17. While he slept, the faithless Delilah brought in Philistine to cut Samson's hair, draining his strength. Boom! You come here for Raider Talk. We talk about little Homie running away. We talk about some great food. And you get a Bible lesson all at the same time. 427 is the time. Coming up next, Vinny Bonsignore. It's Raider Nation Radio 920
5: now back to unnecessary roughness with your boy q and it's time to go inside the huddle with benny bonseñor sponsored by embajador tequila and presented by the realty one group
1: And Vinny joins us on the phone lines right now. Before we get to Vinny, I wanted to pass along this tweet that we got from David. He said, Q, everyone's saying you got to run the ball, control the clock. Then why the hell did we sign Adams, Waller, and Renfro to big contracts? Should have spent the money on a better offensive line. Again, that's from David on Twitter. And uh, with that being said, let's bring in Vinny Bonsignor. And Vinny, you heard what David had to say. Uh, If if you're going to run the ball, why didn't you uh, upgrade the offensive line instead of going out and signing those guys to contract extensions? What are your thoughts on that?
6: Yeah, I mean, I can, uh, you know, understand the complaint that uh, that maybe the Raiders didn't adequately uh, adjust the offensive line. I don't think it should have come at, like, I don't think Raider fans would be happy uh, if they went and got another right tackle, but they didn't get Devontae Adams. That doesn't seem to make a lot of sense to me. Or opted not to re-sign Devontae Adams, or excuse me, uh, Darren Waller or Hunter Renfro. Um, I, don't, I don't think that that would have made uh, Raider Nation very happy. And frankly, I don't think it would have been prudent. Um, you know, there's still time to uh, get this offensive line where it needs to be this year. There's also next year and the year after. I know fans don't want to hear that. We're not going to talk about next year or the year after. But somehow, some way, they got to figure out um, how to make this version of the offensive line uh, work in an adequate manner. I thought the offensive line actually played fairly well uh, last week in, in tough conditions against a tough defensive line. One sack, you could take that. of course, there's going to be pressures and quarterback hits. It's the NFL. That happens every single game to every single quarterback. I thought the O-line actually played pretty well. There were other issues uh, that befell the the Raiders on on Sunday, and so if that could be sort of a starting point, a restarting point for the offensive line, I think it's a good place to start.
1: Vinny Bonsignor is our guest here on Raider Nation Radio 920, Unnecessary Roughness. We started off the show, Vinny, I asked about what Raider Nation thought the identity of this team should be. You know the personnel, you know the head coach, you know the play callers, you know the people that matter. What do you think the identity of this Raiders team should be? Uh,
6: It's the identity that they've been talking about but they haven't been able to get to yet. A smart, tough football team that plays their best football when their best football is expected and demanded of. And frankly, when you look at the Raiders' numbers right now in the red zone, uh, among the worst in the NFL, that's what the Raiders are talking about. Are trying to build. Those are the moments when your best is demanded, and you have to deliver in those moments. Uh, and they haven't quite got there yet. So uh, I mean, we could talk about, you know, throwing the ball being you know, a this type of a team or that type of a team. Uh, but I think you can win a lot of football games by being a smart football team, a tough football team, and a team that does the right thing, uh, especially when the right thing is the only thing that you uh, can do to, to succeed.
3: You've been in a lot of locker rooms in your career from NBA to NFL. Has the mood this week for the Raiders, is this a do-or-die game? Have you got that sense from the team that this is definitely a must-win?
6: I don't think um, I don't think you're ever really going to see guys at this level walking around on eggshells or acting like this is the, you know, it's do or die, and if we don't, you know, unless it gets to that point. You know, if you're going into the Super Bowl or a playoff game, guess what, it's do or die. Uh, But the Raiders aren't there yet, and I don't think their minds should be there yet. Their focus just needs to be on winning one football game, and that's the next football game uh, against the Denver Broncos on Sunday at Allegiant Stadium. Is it important? Of course it is. Uh, But I don't think guys at this level are going to be acting that way Um, especially to us. And I don't sense that they're acting that way, even among themselves. Yes, it's an important football game. I think the Raiders believe if they do the right things uh, in this game, uh, they can win it. And so that's what the focus is. How do we win this game? That's it. Not about it's got to be done. We have to do it and all that kind of stuff. It's just how do you do it? And let's figure out that path uh, and let's go take care of business on
1: Sunday. Vinny, piggybacking off of what DeMond just asked, and again, you're in the locker room. You were in the locker room earlier today. They had that player-only meeting. You can only go to that well a couple times. I think only really one time, and it's not effective after that. If they were to lose on Sunday, what do you think the mood of that locker room would ultimately be?
6: You know, um, that's a great question. Uh, I I do wonder if a sense of resignation, um, you know, would set in like, well, this is who we are. This is what we are. We're not a good football team. And, you know, when you start getting to that point mentally, uh, there's guys that handle it the right way and there's guys that don't. And in a group of 53 players, you can't expect everybody to handle it the right way. And if a certain amount of players don't, in terms of beginning, even on the slightest level, checking out a little bit or losing faith and belief and then not doing the right things day after day after day in the classroom and in the weight room, Uh, that's when problems can set in. So if a sense of resignation does occur after Sunday, um, that becomes a real slippery slope.
3: Vinny, do you think that maybe too much hype was placed on the Fresno connection with Derek Carr and Devontae Adams? Of, so now that people see Devontae Adams, he's not even having bad numbers, a touchdown in each game, but fans were just so hyped up, hey, this connection is going to be immediate because these guys were such good friends and that's part of the letdown, whereas this was just another star receiver and quarterback combo and this is their first couple of games together. It'd be, huh, not bad.
6: Yeah, no, I think that there's definitely uh, a little bit of that. Um, you know, and, and, you know, we're the ones that kind of create that a little bit. I go back and, and, you know, you, Q, you've been out here just as much as I have. How many times have we got to do it on the field? You know, it's all great on paper. Yeah.
4: They were literally
6: telling us, hold on a second. You know, we still got to do this on the field, you know? And as many times we tried to ask a man, can you envision how good this is going to be? How many guys looked at us and, cause they've been there, man. They mm-hmm. know what it's all about and you could talk about it all you want, but it, it doesn't mean squat until you actually do it on the field. So they weren't buying into all that. Uh, we, were, we created it. That's what we do. That's what fans wanted to see, and rightfully so. It's Devontae Adams and, and, and Derek Carr hooking up. Uh, you, of course the expectations were going to be high. But I think they kind of forewarned us a little bit, like, just chill. Uh, hopefully it does happen. and I still think that it's going to happen, um, but it might not happen
1: overnight talking again with Vinny Yar here on Raider Nation Radio 920 Unnecessary Roughness. Of course, you can hear Vinny on the morning tailgate with Clay Baker and Heidi Fang, 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. You can read all of Vinny's work in the RJ. We'll tell you about where he's going to be at this evening and also where Raider Nation Radio 920 will be at on Saturday. But uh, Vinny, as far as injuries go, Nate Hobbs, of course, he's suffering the concussion. Uh, he's coming back from the concussion protocol. Uh, he can't do anything but clear the protocol, but he was out there today in a limited capacity with the red, uh, you know, the red jersey on. How encouraging is that for the The sake of Nate Haas possibly being out there on Sunday.
6: Yeah, I don't want to raise hopes too high, but it's got to be very encouraging. Uh, You know, and I saw him yesterday uh, getting some field work in in the uh, in an indoor facility when we're you know talking to Devontae and talking to Derek, and I I kind of made a mental note of yeah, you know, he looks pretty good right now, you know, and uh, coming off the injury that he was coming off of. Everybody, everyone's body is a little bit different, you know. There's, I'm sure, degrees of concussion i don't want to be a doctor so i'm not going to go too far into that but you know uh, hopefully this this particular situation um you know is one that he's going to be able to quickly come back from i chatted with him a little bit in the locker room he looks good he sounds good Uh, all those good things so every one of those are are encouraging now having talked to andre james too um you gotta you know pass a a battery of tests Mm -hmm. before the nfl allows you to back on that field so uh, me eyeballing uh, Nate and him being out there uh, with the red jersey, all of it's promising. Uh, but there's a lot of rules and regulations, rightfully so. You don't want to mess with anything when it comes to the head. Uh, that he still has to get cleared uh, before he's going to be able to be fully cleared. Now, I would presume, Q, that just being able to put the red jersey on means you've passed something, right? right. You no, know, I don't think you get out of there like, to that extent unless you're you know, headed in the right direction or, 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 or you know, uh, meeting some of the protocols and some of the requirements needed. So encouraging, yes, but we'll see uh, if that stays on that right path. Hopefully it does.
1: Sticking with the injury front, how about Denzel Perriman? I uh, seeing a little bit more of him from practice the last few days, and then Trayvon Merrick, a guy that you talked to in the locker room, who we haven't got to that sound yet. We will, but uh, how encouraging is it that those guys seem like that they're at least practicing on a limited capacity?
6: Yeah, I think, it's, I think it's great. And, you know, the, the, the Raiders need Denzel uh, out there. You know, uh, he's one of those dudes that just kind of makes things happen on the field. And everyone sort of gravitates uh, to him. He's the leader of that defense. Um, you know, the, the Raiders need all hands on deck, especially the best ones and the top ones. And he's among that. Uh, felt like, you know, Trayvon Merrick uh, looked, looked good, you know. And, uh, and he was pretty close uh, on Sunday. He was out there. You know, uh, in early outs, uh, trying to push it a little bit. Um, in, in in Nashville, I, I watched him throughout the entire time he was on the field. He wasn't quite there. Uh, you can you can sense that there was something a little bit still still going on. Uh, but the fact that he's been out at practice, uh, got a chance to talk to him today. He seems in good spirits. Uh, so hopefully for for, for Trayvon, uh, he's closing in on a return on Sunday because again, that's another player that they need.
4: From
3: what you've seen so far this week with Andre James, it looks like he may be able to start at center this week. So where does that put Dylan Parham on this offensive line, and who do you think would be the starting five on Sunday?
6: Man, it could go in a million different directions. I mean, I personally think that um, left left guard would be the right place to, to put him, um, but um, you know, I, I'm not ruling out right guard based on some things that we saw uh, today. Um, you know, and 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 where does that leave Jermaine Illuminor? Does he move back to tackle? Uh, saw certain you know snaps that he was taking today too, which would lead you to think that maybe that's that that might go in that direction. Uh, by all accounts, you know, at least here in the building, uh, there was a lot of uh, appreciation for what Alex Brothers, uh brought to the table uh, at left guard. So um I'm not sure. You know, I was thinking left guard, but now I'm kind of wavering a little bit. I do think that Dylan Parham one way or another is going to be able to lineup.
1: Yeah, I think he's just too good. He's been playing too well to, to not be in the lineup. He definitely needs to be, and I think that when Thayer Mumford's out there, they do well, as, you know, especially in the run game, and that's something that I think that they're going to need this week. We'll see what happens but uh, Vinny before we let you go I wanted to uh, get your thoughts on where you're at this evening I know uh, Thursday night football is underway and I know that you have uh, you know you have a, a, a thing that you got going on plus on Saturday as well we got something going on so what's going on tonight
6: yeah pub 365 uh, over at the Tuscany Suites and Casino great food and drinks and uh, we just kind of uh, hook up on Thursdays watch Thursday night football uh, knock down some drinks and talk football uh, always a good time, and then Saturday we're back uh, over uh, at the Rockstar Bar and Grill over on Las Vegas Boulevard, mm. uh, our old haunting grounds. That's where we're going to be now on Saturdays. Uh, thanks to Embajador Aquila um, uh, and everybody associated with that. So uh, Raider Nation, uh, come come join the party again. It's it's uh, we're all used to going there, uh, and look forward to seeing everybody. And I heard that there might be a uh, Q uh, appearance uh, on Saturday, so I don't you know I don't want to let the get back out of the bag. Uh, just yet or the you know the cat out of the back just yet but i there's a rumor that q might be there
1: well you know i hate cats Vinny. you know i hate cats but i will say (laughs) i will say that if you're at the rockstar on saturday i think i might just have to get up out the house and come on and hang out and uh see what happens so uh yeah if we're at the rockstar saturday night you know i'm there so i'll be there for you uh and i'll be there for raider nation we'll have a good time but you're at pub 365 tonight and how long you plan on being there
6: We'll be there till uh, till definitely uh, the, at least the end of the game and the, and and then some. Uh, but uh, just always a great time. Just to kind of these Thursdays come by so fast. Yeah. Every time I look up, I'm like, wow, there's a football game tonight. So <laughs> exactly, uh, it's we're on rock- sell time right now, and it just is warp speed.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, Vinny, enjoy yourself this evening, man, uh, and and keep up the good work, my man. We're gonna get to Trayvon Merrick and yourself in uh, in just a couple seconds. Uh, have fun at Pup 365, and we'll see you tomorrow, and then we'll see you uh, Saturday at the Rockstar. All right, I appreciate it. Thank you very much. All right, there he goes. Vinny Boston are fantastic job at the RJ. Obviously a fantastic job on the morning tailgate as well with Clay Baker and Heidi Fang. Speaking of Clay Baker, we want to talk about being around town. He's around town uh, this evening as well. He's going to be at Chickie's and Pete's for Thursday night football. So we're all we got town. We got the town locked down. I mean, we just do. We just got everything covered. And that's how we roll. So uh, big ups to Vinny, uh, big ups to Clay. Again, go check Clay out as well. Uh, He is at Chickies and Pete's Thursday Night Football. So wherever you're at around town, uh, there's a spot for you. And Raider Nation Radio is representing in a major way. Speaking of representing, let's go ahead and go back into the Raider locker room real quick. Uh, Many thanks to Vinny Bonsignor for this. But uh, he sent over uh, some sound from him, Trayvon Merrick, and others in the Raider locker room.
7: You guys use three safeties a lot. What kind of, you know, what can y'all bring to the table on the defense with having as many good safeties as you do on the back end? No, it's just, you know, like you said, dude's a great player, man. He, you know, made a couple big plays. So um for him to come do that has been big for us. But um, you know, like you said, for the three safeties to be out there. Um it's good just for you know the communication standpoint, um just be trying to be on the same page. So um to have us all out there, you know, we just um are comfortable with communicating and you know, hopefully hopefully get the job done where everybody else. What are the really? challenges uh, facing that quarterback, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, the quarterback, like Jason Wilson, that as many contained and then, you know, he also has right. a big arm. Um, very accurate passage so doing making sure we stay deep and we stay deep and you know just play out of How frustrating has it
6: been having a watch? How frustrating has it been having a watch?
7: Definitely frustrating you know I, I hate sitting now just you know not being a part of it you know, just going outside playing you know, ball with the guys like I said but um, you know it gave, gave me an opportunity to learn you know get my body right and um, you know, I'm just blessed to be back out here you know, like I said playing, I am over playing Do you feel like you're closing in on of mm-hmm. Getting back out there? Um, yeah, you, you know, so far I've been out there practicing. You know, everything's been working, going smooth, um, rotating. So, um, you know, we'll just keep seeing how this week goes and how I progress. I know you only played in one game so far, but obviously you've still been going through the mental reps, practicing, watching the film. How much comfortable, more comfortable do you feel in this new system than you did, obviously, you know, coming in in OTAs and things like that? I say, you know, just the coaches, you know, help me with that, you know, being more comfortable with confident in my, my skill set and the rest of the skill set. Um, you know, so you know, I, I really just go back to practice, man. Just going out there. Just doing that execution, doing it right, just helps me build confidence. in
1: the, end of the game. There he goes, Trayvon Merrick in the Raiders' locker room. Just a few minutes with him, and uh, sounds like a guy that. Uh, Is trying to get back out there, right? And I think that he's a guy that's needed. Jerron Harmon's done a good job, don't get me wrong. But also, you want to have all hands on deck. You really do, and especially coming up this week. Well, every week you want to have it. But this week, uh, they need to have as many healthy bodies as possible to go out there and perform and do what they do. So, uh, yeah, if Trayvon Merrick can get back out there, if Denzel Perriman can get back out there, I'm still kind of on the rope when it comes or on the fence when it comes to Nate Hobbs. I'm still a little, yeah, he probably won't go but if he can, <laughs> that's a big addition. If he can, uh, Hunter Renfro, I've... I- Gut feeling tells me he doesn't go. I'm sure we'll probably find out uh, tomorrow officially because that's when we found out last week on on uh, Hunter that he was going to be officially out on Sunday. So uh, hopefully he's able to go, but I uh, just without hearing anything, even him in a limited capacity kind of makes me feel like he's not going to be able to go. I wanted you to hear one more player in the Raiders locker room that Vinny had a chance to catch up with as well as others, and that is Andre James. He's been out since week one with a concussion. Sounds like he's getting closer to coming back. Here's Andre James in the Raiders locker room.
5: <laughs> Here you go shower Start up your <clears throat> <clears throat> <clears throat> see you back at, out there in practice obviously how you feeling Feeling good, man. Just uh, ready to go out there and uh, get back at it with the boys. So it feels good. How frustrating was it having to kind of watch these last two weeks? Uh, Super frustrating. Uh, I mean, it it, it sucks, uh, but uh, it was kind of an exciting moment. You know, see a lot of different guys get in there and have their opportunity and stuff. So, uh, you know, uh, as bad as I wanted to, it it was nice to see something like that. Take it. When when you're watching, it seems like this team is so close to being where you need to be. Can you recognize that watching, like, it's a play here and a play there. Oh yeah, no doubt. I think we all do, and it's just something that uh, we just got to keep at it. You know, come to work every day with a positive attitude and uh, just don't, you know, don't stop. You just got to keep working. So, how are you as a spectator? Are you like wild screaming? Are you into this stuff? You <laughs> no, I, I can't. I'm, I try to be calm and collective like I am playing. So, uh, as bad as sometimes I want to get crazy, I, I like to be calm. And try to help the guys out recognize what's going on out there, stuff like that. What what is the process like like as a, for a player to try to clear? You don't understand like I guess what the next steps are all the time. Like what is that process like? Right, this is my first time going through the NFL process of being in a concussion. So they did, they did a really good job, I think, with uh, going through all the protocols and stuff. And that's a great shout out to everyone we have in the athletic training room and stuff. Uh, helped me get cleared as, as quickly as I felt back to normal. So it took a while, but uh, there, there's a lot of different steps to it, and you know they make sure that you're healthy before you get back out there. So. How hard is it though when you're go, go, go through training camp in the first part of the season and then you just have to shut it all down? Right, it's definitely hard. And it, it's, it's definitely hard being something uh, to do with your head where it's not really a muscle group where you can't do some things where you're normal and feel sore at. So it, it's a different process to go through. So uh, just had to take my time with it, listening to the doctors and you know the people that are meant to be doing this stuff. So. Yeah, we talked about how much of a process it is. I mean, you were on the field last week. You weren't quite cleared. Like, were you kind of like, "Hey, let me go, let me go, let me go"? Like, <laughs> yeah. what, what was that part? Yeah, definitely. It yeah. kind of sucked. Uh, didn't pass my uh, baseline computer test at the very end of it. Uh, so I thought I was going to be good, and then uh, for for the game, but I didn't end up clearing that. So I had to, you know, you know, wait a little bit more. But uh, it was definitely frustrating, you know, being out there and just having to watch. So, so I said you were
3: looking for. Us.
1: Apparently, I didn't pass my uh, baseline computer test either when I was didn't know about the incognito mode that DeMond knew all about. But there's Andre James in the Raiders locker room following practice. Uh, a lot of questions about um, how does it feel not to be able to go and how does it feel to have to watch and what is it like not being able to go and you know you went 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 in practice and now you can't go in the game a lot of that when it comes to Andre James but what I got from that DeMond is it sounds like he's good to go <laughs> sounds like that there's a good chance that he's going to be out there on, uh, on Sunday now that he's been able to clear all the protocols that he was supposed to and uh, again you heard him talking about the NFL has some strict protocols he's never gone through that with the NFL side of things so probably uh, he's gone through it with you know probably on the collegiate side of things when he was at Uh, UCLA probably had to go through uh, concussion protocol there and I'm sure it's a little bit different than what it is in the NFL so uh, there you go, many thanks to Vinny Bonsignor for sending over not only Darren Waller not only Andre James but also Trayvon Merrick, all three of which we heard from throughout the course of today's show so uh, many thanks to Vinny for that plus he provided us a a few minutes of uh, intel of what he's learning being at the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center and uh, talking to the players and listening to the coaches and checking out what he could check out during the in the window when we're able to see practice. Got a couple texts that will close out the show. We'll also uh, look for a winner. We'll get caller number nine for the Ultimate Raider hookup. Has two tickets to the game on Sunday. Two field passes. Also. Uh, a signed Raiders jersey. You want that? You want to get in to win that right now? $35 uh, gift card to the Raider image, 702 365 9200. DeMond will be standing by looking for call number nine again, 702 365 9200. While he does that, I'm going to get to a couple text messages. Um, and let's see. Big Dub Raider said, man, Q, the fact that you're saying the turtle ran away got me rolling in my UPS truck. Go Raiders. Shout out to Big Dub Raider who's driving the truck. Got a lot of truck drivers, delivery guys, uh, mailman out there listening to the show. I always represent for those guys. I always represent for everyone, man. I represent for the, the FedEx guys, the delivery truck guys. Uh, the grocery store guys, the Kirby salesmen. <laughs> who else, I, Who else do I be representing for? <laughs> Trying to hold it down for all the everyone that I ever did the job. Olin Mills. Did anyone ever sell uh, picture packages at Olin Mills? I did that too. So, uh, yeah. In, anyone who did any of those jobs at some point in their life, uh, shout out to you. Uh, let's see. You got another text from the five three zero. Left solo and came back with company. Now, that's funny stuff. Uh, I was talking about little bell when she decided that she was going to leave home and uh, try to return with a baby. I'm like, oh, wait, hold on. What What's going on here, man? You got you to gotta take that baby stuff. Where, where's, where's the daddy? Where's the daddy, man? Y'all go figure that stuff out. I've, I've been there, done that. I've already done mine. I'm good. Uh, let's see. You got a text from uh, Zeke in Bakersfield. He said, Q, little homie probably with Chandler Jones. They're both missing. That was cold. That was cold, man. I don't know who's that more cold to. At least Chandler Jones is getting paid, little homie. I don't know where your little homie's at. That's cold game. Uh, mailman Raider said the Eagle comment just broke Q's heart. LOL, talking about little homie. Yeah, it did. It did because multiple people told me that some Eagle swooped in and and probably snatched up little homie. But he was big. He was heavy at that point. So he was like heavy homie. He was eating well. You know, it's like it's like when you're young and you don't eat that well, or when you're out on your own at first, right? You got your own apartment. And you're eating a lot of ramen. And then all of a sudden you make it and you make it big and you start eating really well and you're eating steaks and, and lobster and, you know, you're going to Joe's. And then all of a sudden it kind of fattened you up a little bit. That's what little homie was. He was fattened up a little bit. So if, that, if an eagle got him, man, an eagle must have had a tag team partner, right? I mean, they must have been like, you get one side, I'll get the other side. Someone told me this, and it really hurt my feelings, DeMond. They said that they think that an eagle or a bird picked him up like lifted him up really high and then just dropped him, so it cracked his shell, and I, I, almost like almost broke in tears. I was like, "That's not very nice." I said, "Yeah, but that's what they do." And I was like, "But I, you didn't have to tell me that." That's 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 what somebody told me. They thought I think I think I think Jason told me. That. I think Twilight told me that. It's cold game. It's cold game.
3: This one's for the homie.
1: <laughs> oh man, uh, got another tweet that I wanted to get to real quick. I can't find it now. Oh, well. Anyway, we're going to be tomorrow. I'll be at Buffalo Wild Wings inside the uh, Miracle Mile for the show so come on by hang out we'll uh, have all kind of prizes that we'll be giving out every single Monday and Friday Monday I'll be at the Oyo every single Friday I'll be at Buffalo Wild Wings a different location around town each and every Friday so make sure you check that out of course wake up with the morning tailgate Vinny Monsignor Clay Baker Heidi Fang they'll be holding it down from 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. JT the Brick will do his thing and then again from Buffalo Wild Wings from 2 to 5 we'll close out the week really strong so DeMond great job today appreciate all the guests we had and all the feedback we had on the phone lines and the text lines we'll talk again Tomorrow, same time, Spanish Nation Radio, 920. Yeah.